With the Lucky Land Slots, you can get lucky just about anywhere. This is your captain speaking. Uh, we've got clear runway and the weather's fine, but we're just going to circle up here a while and uh, get lucky. No, no, nothing like that. It's just these cash prizes add up quick. So I suggest you sit back, keep your tray table upright, and start getting lucky. Play for free at LuckyLandSlots.com. Are you feeling lucky? No purchase necessary. Void where prohibited by law. 18 plus terms and conditions apply. See website for details. Welcome to Behind the Mask with Cassandra Perkins. Listen today as we show you how to love God, love people, and impact the world for Christ. Hello, everyone. Welcome to the show. I'm your host, Cassandra Perkins on Behind the Mask. Thank you so much for tuning in and listening today, where our really our mission is to change the world for Christ and and really to uh, make an impact in, in his name and, and for him. That's really the goal with my show. And I love when I find people who are doing just that. And, and that's absolutely my guest for today that so describes him as perfectly him is he is living his, his life for Christ and and, and for God, he is truly living out his life for that. And from the moment I met him about two years ago now, uh, I, I knew that absolutely that he was a, a man of God and he, he truly loves God. And, and, and the way that he comes off, you can just tell that he has God in his life and God in his heart. And that's truly what I think we all inspire to be is, is to walk in, in the word and to walk in, and be a living example of, of what you preach. And I truly think that that's what Bob Bodine, my guest, for today is doing. Let me tell you a little bit about him, and we're going to be talking about his new book, which is Two Chairs, The Secret That Changes Everything. Let me little, little, let me introduce a little bit about who he is, and we're going to jump into getting to know him. He's been on my show before, and I'm so blessed to have him back. He is the president and CEO of Eastman and Bodine, and serves as the firm's lead principal for all executive level searches in the sports industry. He is a dynamic, engaging speaker who vibrantly speaks on a multitude of of topics, and uh, most of them are either centered around his best-selling book, The Power of Who, which was what we talked about last time he was on the show, which is basically the the power of you know incorporating the people around you for your business and your life and doing business with people who you love and trust. That's just another whole other topic, which is so incredible. And uh, if you missed that show or you're not familiar with Bob, please, please go to my website and check it out and go to pod- podcasts and you can listen to the other show. You can go to CassandraPerkinsRadio.com. But he has his best-selling book, The Power of Who. He is sought out by many of the nation's top universities, business, and sports entertainment organizations to speak at conferences, conventions, and workshops. And we're here today to talk about his new upcoming book, which is so cool, so exciting. It's the, his new book, Two Chairs. And I love that title. And when you look at the title of this, the, the cover of this book, uh, I wish you could just see it. If you want to see it, either go to my Facebook page or even go to his website, uh, twochairsbook.com. You can go there, books.com, and you can go uh, check check it out and, and see the book cover. It's two chairs on the on the cover and it really draws you in and makes you want to really know what that's about. So please go to www.2, the number two chairs, 
book.com. Please go there and check it out. You can go there and look at the cover of this book. And once we describe really what this two chairs mean and what it means to Bob and, and why he came up with this two chairs for his book, that is truly going to pull you in and, and really make you think about having your relationship with God and what your relationship with God is all about. So I'm so excited to jump into this and to be able to, to pick up Bob's brain a little bit and get to, get to really feel why he wanted to make a book like this and why he really wanted to bring out uh, the, the, you know, make it, make it normal to have a relationship with God again, make it normal to sit down and have a conversation with God and make it a thing that we incorporate into our everyday life. So I'm so excited to welcome back to my show, Bob Odin. Are you there, my friend? I am, Cassandra. Thank you so much for having me. Oh, my goodness. I'm so excited to hear your voice, my friend. And I am just so blessed that you're in my life and, and you're doing what you're doing. I, I think you are so impactful and so inspiring. And, and to hear your story behind this book is truly truly i mean it's eye-opening it, it really is it really is eye-opening to me so once again thanks so much for being on the show today and let me talk to you and, and sharing your i'm your, so excited absolutely so let me i i mean you've been on my show before so i know i have a lot of past listeners who have probably heard you before and and are familiar with who you are and what you do but for the people who don't know who you are and are listening and are familiar with you i think a really a big question i want to ask for you just to get to know you a little bit before we jump into really talking about your book is why you wanted to help people so much. I mean, here you are a big motivator. You're a big motivator for other people, uh, motivational speaker. You know, you're out there talking. You're out there working business. I mean, you're really doing everything. And here you are being a motivation for other people, in my opinion, and, and truly for myself as, a, as an example. I mean, you motivate me and inspire me. So for you, where did this motivation come to want to be a motivator? Well, you know, it's, it's so... Uh... Uh, first off, it's great just to, to sit and get a chance to share with this on this particular subject is my dad started an industry, and I've been doing it now for 36 years, uh, you know, called executive search. And so we are hired to find the one or, the, you know, the one person who can change an entire organization. And uh, we go out and search the country for the president, the, the chief operating officer, whatever that is for the industry that we're doing. And now we do a lot of sports. But it all stemmed back to when I was younger. Everything kind of comes back at some point that has some moment that hits you and elevates your perspective in such a way that kind of connects with your assignment and your purpose and your destiny. And so when I was young, my dad was out of work uh, for like eight months. And every single day he went, to, he, he got up in the morning as we were kids, we were all at the breakfast table. He would be in a suit heading out to work and then we'd all go off to school and then he would, he would circle back in to do his job search. He didn't want us to be scared. And so that was so fascinating that it was kind of a different generation. And when I worked later uh, in consumer packaged goods and then got into, involved in search in 1980, you know, my dad taught me how vulnerable it was for people who were out of a job, that they, their identity was somewhat impacted to such a degree that their outlook was changed in their future. Wow. And so who they were was the business card of some sort. So they would come to our offices. We had offices all over the world. And they would come to our office to look for a job. And they, sometimes these people came without an appointment. And my dad taught me that they were felt so vulnerable that we would go out and we would grab them, say hello, 
put our arm around him, bring him into the office, and talk to him about their job search. And he said, there's something great, Bob, in everyone, and it's your job to find it. Hmm. And I'll never forget that. And it changed the way my perspective is, is that one person, one thought, one idea, one friend can change the entire trajectory of a person's life. You and I, all the people who are listening to us, we have friends. And the reason I, I even got involved in writing the first book, The Power of Who, I couldn't call my book The Power of Friendship because we got 5,000 people on Facebook, our best friends. <laughs> we got friends everywhere. It's become disingenuous. We no longer get to know them. <laughs> we just say we're friendly with them. And so friends, as you know, are, they're just different than acquaintances. Friends help you now. Acquaintances wish you well, and so I changed that word of friends to your who, the people who matter most. Wow. I mean, to have that that power of who, that people behind you, to really realize even yourself that we all have the potential to be the power of who in somebody else's life and to be there for somebody else. I mean, truly, how do we take that step for our life? You know, not to dive too deep into it, but I, really, how do we take that step in, in our life? Because here you are being a motivator for other people. How do we be motivations for other people as well? Because we all want to make a positive impact and a difference in this world. How do we do that? Well, we, we have to step backwards because, first off, you're given specific people in your life to help you in ways you never imagined. And, right. and what if those people just weren't happenstance acquaintances? What if they were strategically given to you to help you find that place in life you always dreamed about? That's where God came in and gave you people. But somehow we've been taught for the years and years and years that friends and business were taboo, that we weren't supposed to do that. That was a Ponzi scheme, a Madoff strategy, which is all incorrect. So let me get this correct. We're supposed to go to work and work with people we don't know and don't trust. (laughs) This is a crazy process. So the issue would be is we've been taught that friends, okay, aren't resources and conduits to your dream. And so we missed the whole mark that God had given these people in your life to help elevate you. Why? Because friends get us jobs, they get us doctors, they get us dentists, they get us lawyers, they get us babysitters, they get us everything in our time. And God wanted us to always know that he had some people you loved and trust. But sometimes, because I'm a dentist, I don't see that I could help someone maybe who's a lawyer over here. But I got friends. And everybody we know is in trouble in some way, or they got something, and so we'd rather go out and talk to a bunch of people we don't know and don't trust and just use them. And, of course, that's a big mistake. And the top 1% of the country, they do everything with friends and family. Hmm. They told everyone else, Cassandra, to get in line and online. And so when I first talked about this subject, it's, it was such an eye-opener for people because they, I gave people permission in the power of who to go back to the people God gave them and let them help you. And we don't like doing that. So, you know, let me just show people what we're talking about. So, Cassandra, if you and I are best friends and I ask you for help, would you help me? Oh, yeah, absolutely. But why would you deny me the same joy of helping you? Right. See, for people, they, they get this reversed in such a way is we don't mind helping other people. We just don't like asking for help. And so this is a crucial mistake if you're out of a job looking for a dream, trying to get somewhere. You're, you're in college. You didn't really know what you really wanted to do. You're waiting. You stop and say, I'm not going to ask my mom or dad. Really? Seriously? I wouldn't ask my uncle. I wouldn't ask my my best friend's dad. No, you're giving people to help you, and they're not going to do the job when you get in it. 
And so God gave you specific talents, and we got to open that up. And that's where that first book came. Wow. I mean, really, it, it really is. When we look at it, I think society, in a sense, has almost shaped us, I want to say, Bob, to believe that, oh, don't do business, don't mix friends and business, don't mix these things together. But really, those those are the people that God has put into your life for a reason, to, to be there and to help you, to be there and to uh, really be there for, for you. But I think it's just the, the taboo that we shouldn't ask for help, or we don't know how, or we're afraid of rejection. But, you know, we want to help so many people in our life and the, and other people want to do the same. And I, I truly believe everything you stand for as far as that topic. And, and that was such a, a, we had a whole show on that and it was so great to be able to discuss really the power who, but I really love that you bring God into this and that you say, this is who God has intended to be in your life. This is what God has intended for you. And really your, your next book, your, your next book, the, the two chairs, I really, I really love Love that meaning, and it's truly a beautiful meaning. Would you mind, really, before we go to a break, because we, we have to go to a break in about three minutes? Would you mind opening up and really telling us about your relationship with God, and 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 really talking about uh, how that kind of got incorporated into your life? So early in life, I, I you know, I was a family that uh, you know went to church you know, loved God, uh, you know, went regularly and kind of followed all the, the, the thing, the route, except probably didn't spend time getting to know him. Right. That's, you know, it's more to some degree you can get caught because the same way that's happened in the power of who is how did we just start being friendly? And, and so men after the age of 35 stop adding friends uh, and, and, you know, they keep their old ones, men over 60 give up their old friends, and, and then you get in this fog, and so then all of a sudden when you're in trouble, you don't have anyone to call, and you get surprised, and you get, you're, you're all of a sudden isolated. Well, the same thing happens over here with God, is, you, you know, we've had some, some mechanisms, and, and so early in my life, you know, uh, my mom was one of those great spiritual people who loved God, read the Word, and really, really first turned me on to the concept of two chairs. And and so I first came to her. I mean, the, my whole personal relationship with God started because of one person who planted a seed in my life and challenged me in such a way to go and to delve deeper. That's than, so crazy. And it worked. Absolutely. And I, I think that it's really impactful. Here we go again with the God putting people in your life, even if it's your mother, to really show you a movement and an impact that you can take God's message. And, you know, God made this message and created it and, and put it through your mom. It's God's message. It's God's word. And now you're able to take this really this message and this concept of the two chairs and really put it to light, which is so beautiful. We do have to take a break, Bob. But when we return, I want to find out the story behind two chairs and really what it meant when your mother was talking about these two chairs. So stay tuned. We'll be right back with Bob Odine.
Hello, this is Cassandra Perkins, host of Behind the Mask. And Scott Glazer, executive director for NAMI Colorado. 250,000 plus people suffer from mental illnesses right here in Colorado. These illnesses include depression, bipolar disorder, schizophrenia, obsessive compulsive disorder, and others. If you think you may be suffering from these conditions, know that you are not alone. You can find resources and help at namicolorado.org and nami.org to find screening tools and ideas for how to work with a mental illness. Hello, this is Cassandra Perkins, and I'm here with Phil R. Taylor, who is the host of the 17 Biblical Principles of Success. My friend, what does the program consist of? Well, Cassandra, we're so delighted to be able to bring this program. Have you ever met somebody who doesn't want to be successful? (laughs) We we all want to be successful, right? Whether it be in our marriage or professions or jobs at school, whatever it is. Well, God's given us a blueprint, a specific formula for us to live a life that is full, meaningful, significant and successful. And so this program really breaks down 17 biblical principles that God has imparted to us through his word in order for us to live that life that is successful. And the Bible does talk about success. And so we've invited 51 contributors onto our program from various professions who share their personal stories and experiences in light of what the Bible and how the Bible has impacted them. And of course, filled in this program are anecdotes, insights from scripture that will inspire and uplift you to live that life of success as God has designed you. It's truly an amazing program and I want people to be able to get a hold of this. So what is the information? Where can we find more and purchase the 17 Biblical Principles of Success? It's really easy. All one has to do is go to 17BiblicalPrinciplesOfSuccess.org and that's spelled out number one seven biblical principles of success.org Hi, I'm Cassandra Perkins, host of Behind the Mask. And I'm Justin Kruger, the founder of Project Helping. Now, Justin, I think we can all agree that when we volunteer, it does great things for the community. But what are the benefits for the volunteer? Our mission is to use the joy of purpose that's created by volunteering to improve mental wellness. We create very engaging, social, and easy-to-join volunteer projects to leverage those health benefits. Great. Where can we find more information and get involved? You can visit projecthelping.org, and right on the homepage, there's a Get Involved button. Welcome back, everyone. I am joined by the wonderful Bob Bodine with his new book, Two Chairs, The Secret That Changes Everything. Bob, thanks so much for coming on the show once again, and I really appreciate you uh, talking to me today and my, and my listeners. I'm excited, and it's gonna. We're gonna. We're gonna unfold some things that are gonna be very eye-opening. I really, I really, truly believe that, and 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 just the little bits that I've been able to hear from you and seeing you on social media and about your book and and all the things that you're coming out with about this, it's really, in a sense, made me look at myself and say, what is my relationship like with God, and and how can I incorporate Him into my life more, and how can I have this conversation with God and sit down with Him? So before the break, we were we were talking really about how this concept really came about of this two chairs, these two chairs. And I really think that it's a a beautiful, beautiful message that God has obviously incorporated and and, and really spoke through, I believe, your mom to give you this message of of sitting down and and having a relationship with God in a conversation. So would you mind really telling us about how that concept got brought to light? So first, isn't it fantastic that it's 
um, a mom, right? <laughs> I mean, that, you know, so I tell people all the time, okay, so what I'm about to tell you is pretty simple, but it's disruptive. And, and I said, if you're going to get mad, you're going to have to get mad at my mom here. <laughs> and people always laugh because the issue is, is that we've had in history, okay, we went going back a large number of men who got involved, had business and started to get in, you know, the whole world changed back, you know, in the, in the 50s, 60s and 70s to such a degree that the business got so fast that women took a big role in the spiritual side of family. Hmm. And, and so when I was, I, I'll never forget, I was a junior in college. I was coming back home from my end of my junior year and with my mom and sat down. My dad was my go-to guy. He was a big McKinsey, very sharp, always my business go-to and love God, etc. But my mom had this tenderness. You know, we all know some people, it's just crazy. We know some, whether it's moms or grandmas or some pastors, some role models, who somehow have this amazing connection with God. Yeah. It's unshakable. Yeah. And so the question is, especially in confidence in times of trouble, and the question that I was starting to think to myself is, how do they develop that connection? Right. And so I sat with my mom and said, you know, Mom, I got some questions. And so we sat out on the porch, and she, I said to her, how am I going to find my dream, my job when I graduate? What, how do I find a mate? Um, how am I going to, how am I ever going to handle trouble if it, it comes my way? Because God promised that in this world you're going to have trouble. And so, and, it, and, and it's, you know, it's, everyone gets it at times. And so she said, those are really good questions. And she goes, I don't have the answers for that, but I know who does. And so she says, let me ask you, I'm going to ask you three simple questions. And she says, and, and by asking these three questions, if, you will, if you'll answer these, it'll point you in the direction you should go. It's just amazing. She said, if you ask these three questions, Bob, to other people who are also seekers, who are also dreamers, who are also people who just don't seem to understand. They found at some point in their life that they were short a little bit of the answers of the world around them. Hmm. And she said, if you'd ask them, you'd be one of the wisest people they know. Is that intriguing and you don't want me to ask? I said, yeah, yeah I want to. I want one of those questions. Mm. And so these three questions uh, are the premise of this book, and they will point you in the right direction. Here's the first question, and people have to think about it. It doesn't matter today if you uh, are going to church and you, and you haven't had a relationship or you've been going for so many years and you, and you have it. The questions hit every one of us the same. And here's the first question. And you always try to think of it as it relates to the one question that's going on in your mind today. It could be a mate. It could be all of a sudden a, a negative prognosis that someone gave you. You're out of a job. We have 29 million people out of a job, Cassandra. And so the first question is, and we have, and, and even to say, we have so many people who believe that a bad day at the beach is better than a good day at work. But, you know, we know that God had a plan. He has something great. So here's question number one. Does... God know your situation. Now that's really question. She said to me, and I said, well, uh, yes. And she says, well, yeah, not only does he know, but he wants you to know he knows. Hmm. Everything that's out of order becomes back in order when you know that God knows your situation, whatever you're in. And, and the problem today sometimes is that, you know, you know, people believe that you know, God only has six telephone lines for seven billion people. 
and that he only works on terror attacks and and he works on uh you know heart attacks and natural disasters and 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 they foolishly believe that hey i'm not that great a person so he's not going to talk to me none of that's true god knows your situation question number two is is this too hard for him to handle now that's a fascinating question because your faith that God knows your your situation makes how how your response to trouble different if you don't really think he would get involved, right? Yeah. And so she says, not only is it, it, he knows, but it's not too hard for him. This isn't overwhelming. Whatever you're in, no matter what you've done, what people have said, God knows your situation, and it's not too hard. And, if, and, and that is a, such a big statement. So I said, do you believe that, Bob, that it's not too hard? Oh, yeah, I, it's not too hard for him. On, on all four of your questions, yeah, no, I believe that, Mom. Hmm. And she says, so here's your next question. This is a crucial one. Does he have a good plan for you? And I said, uh, yes. Yeah, I believe he does. She goes, what is it? And I go, I don't know, Mom. That's why I'm asking you. <laughs> and she says, exactly. <laughs> Two chairs. Two chairs, Bob. What if you could set up at your house, at your apartment today, one chair for you, one for God? Don't sit in his chair. And the presence of God will come. You know, there's a line in Numbers eleven seventeen that says, I will come down and speak with you there. I will take some of the power of the Spirit that is on you. I'll put it on everyone around you. It says in Psalm 5-3 that in the morning, Lord, you hear my voice. In the morning, I lay my request before you and wait expectantly. Think about this. The God of creation has wanted and has set up a time that he'd like to talk to you. When? First things. First moment. So here's our here's the issue. Why would God, okay, say renew your mind daily if He meant for you only do it at Sunday and you know on Easter and Christmas? Right. Why would Why would He say ask, seek, and knock, and I tell you everything if all of a sudden He wasn't going to tell us? I mean, why would He say seek first the kingdom, seek me? first every morning. Why? Just like the manna of Old Testament days, he's going to give you something for the day. But there had to be something that was going on that was so concerning you that he would look at you while you sat and said, I want that, Cassandra. Cassandra, you can't handle that. I can do that. And we're going to shift yokes. I'm going to give you mine. I got some things I'd like you to do today positively that are going to motivate other people because you don't have to worry about yours. Now, that's such a big statement that got me because my mom said, Bob, in John sixteen thirty three, it said that in this world you'll have trouble. You get to respond one way. Be of good cheer hmm. because I've overcome the world. Hmm. And so he looked at me the first time I had a two-chair experience was so overwhelming, which I tell in the book. And people now all over the country are telling me their two stories, and I haven't even got a book out. It's only a few people have been able to read yet, but their stories and pictures of two chairs <laughs> all over the world are coming to me. Wow. Um, it's, just, it's so crazy, and the reason is, is that God called this meeting, and in this time that you're there, he goes, if I'm, if, would you believe me, Cassandra, that if I take your trouble, that I'd take care of it for you? Because if you do, then... You're going to show me something today. What is that? Good cheer. Mm. You would believe me. You'll be that one person. You know, we have historically, 
our concept today of what we do when we talk to God is we do something called prayer. It's fantastic. The prayers of the righteous avail much. I want people to do it. But that's such a great statement. The question that is totally different about my time first thing in the morning here, because we're going to do that at some portion in our morning, pray, and we're going to do devotionals, and we're going to do other studies and readings, etc. But here's my thing. Don't you, if, if you're praying, wouldn't you want the second question is, what did he say? <laughs> so I've got a, my theory of this book and the thing that my mom taught me, which has changed the entire trajectory of my life. My whole success in business and life and everybody that I ever tell this situation and they read this book, God will meet you. He will talk to you. You get to talk for one minute. He gets to talk for four. I tell people all the time, Cassandra, if I brought Warren Buffett to your house, the greatest investment advisor, billionaire, Warren Buffett, and I brought him to your house to talk for you for five or ten minutes every morning for the next 30 days. You'd like that, wouldn't you? Oh, yeah. Oh, oh yeah. Would you talk the whole time? No way. <laughs> Right. Well, what are we doing with God? Talking the whole we, time. We talk the whole time. We inform him of our trouble. And then we come back and we debrief him. Right. What did he say? Right. No, 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 no. He's got something to say. So when my mom looked at me and she goes, Bob, I said, so mom, what's he going to say? And she goes, Bob, there's not three chairs. It's you and him. He'll tell you. Hmm. And I said, so mom, what would I say to the creator of the world? And she goes, Bob, it's it's so great. Because your particular trouble, your particular things you want are unique to you. And they are to each person who's a listener today. God knows your situation. He knows exactly what's going on, what you're thinking, where you've been, all the issues that you have, every problem. He's not mad at you. He's not mad he made you. He made no mistakes with you. He's looking and is so excited to sit with you. And he's, when the moment you walk in, you'll feel that. And then he's going to say, sit down, let's talk. Let's share. But I need an exchange, right? right? I need this exchange. I need you to give me some things so that I can get to, I can do my part. I get to show up. God wants to show up and show off in your life. Wow. To have that opportunity be opened and to really truly identify that it's so, it's so beautiful, but to be able to have a conversation with God, I, I think that key word, Bob, that conversation with God is so important and is so necessary for our life and to be able to, I mean, everyone wants to know. I, I mean, I, I go around, Bob, I go around and I talk to, I mean, just the other time I went to, I went to Scars to Beauty and I was a speaker there um, for Tony Cooper's event. And I, I was there and all the girls, it was a church event and all the girls just asked me and they said, how do you hear God? How do you get response from God? That's all they wanted to know. That's all they said. They said, people say they hear God. What does that mean? How do you hear God? And I think, I think you found the solution, Bob. It's sitting down and having a conversation with God and it's, it's a two way street. You know, you can't just pour everything and, and not want anything back. You got to be able to open your heart and, and be able to listen to him and have a conversation with him and set up that second chair and not just that one chair for yourself set up that second chair i think that's really an amazing point bob we do have to take another break real quick but when we return i really want to talk you know tragedy and going through troubles in our life is a huge thing that i I think we all can really understand and comprehend with is going through tragedy and struggle in your life and how in a sense this two chair concept can help 
cope with tragedy and trouble and mess in your life as well. So stay tuned. We're going to talk about that when we get back with Bob Bodine. I'm Cassandra Perkins, host of Behind the Mask. And I'm Brian Warnicke, and I've been living with cystic fibrosis for 17 years. Brian, what is cystic fibrosis? Cystic fibrosis is a disease that attacks the digestive system and slowly shuts down the lungs, and it makes the mucus in your lungs more syrupy. So the mucus in everybody else's lungs is very watery, and you clear it by just breathing. The mucus in my lungs is like maple syrup, and I have to do respiratory treatments twice a day, every single day, along with 50 pills to control it. Brian, how are you bringing awareness to cystic fibrosis? So I've done a few charity bike rides. Um, I did one a couple years ago that was 1,065 miles over 43 days, 46 cities and eight mountain passes all around Colorado with my beloved dad with me. I'm also a very active advocate in the public speaking community for cystic fibrosis and the music video from One Republic, it's called I Lived, has been just amazing in raising awareness. For more information about cystic fibrosis or about myself, you can go to the Pink Lightning Facebook page or cff.org or pinklightning.org. Hi, this is Cassandra Perkins, host of Behind the Mask. And this is Linda Newell, Colorado State Senator. Colorado ranks seventh in the nation for suicide. And in Colorado, suicide is the second cause of death for youth ages 10 through 24. If you are considering or have thoughts of suicide, don't be afraid to reach out. In a world where you might feel alone, please know there is always someone there to listen. No judgments, confidential. Call the National Suicide Hotline, 1-800-273-8255. That's 1-800-273-8255. Hi, this is Lynn Reamer, and I'm president of Act On Drugs. Did you know that drugs today are more potent than they've ever been before? From alcohol to marijuana to designer drugs and even methamphetamine. Drugs are also more available today, especially alcohol, pot, designer drugs, but specifically your prescription drugs, which kids get from the medicine cabinet. Studies show that if parents would talk to their kids, they're also a lot less likely to use them. So please talk to your kids today. For more information and resources, visit my website at Act On drugs.org. Welcome back, everyone. I am joined with Bob Bodine. If you're just tuning into the show, we've been talking to him about his brand new book, Two Chairs, The Secret That Changes Everything. He is so incredible. He's so amazing. And he's been talking to us about his book. It's coming out very, very soon, August 23rd. And it, it, you got to pre-order it. You got to get the book. And I really, truly believe that this is a book for everybody. I, I really believe that, that this is a book not only for, uh, you know, not only for adults, not only for, I really, truly believe that this is a book that can reach out and touch everybody, that everybody can really uh, benefit from this and, and learn something. I mean, who doesn't want to have a conversation with with God and be able to sit there and and know God's plan for you or be able to understand that and and reciprocate with that? I truly believe that 
once we open up that door and once we open up that, uh, you know, that, that part of our heart where we can say, this is, this is truly, truly, we want to open up and we want to have this conversation. I really think that's when, that's truly when we will hear from God and be able to, to understand him. And the website, if you want to pre-order the book, I want you guys to be able to see this. I mean, even just looking at the cover, I don't know why the cover is so impactful to me, but it is, it's two chairs and it's literally two chairs right underneath the title. And that spoke to me on such a deep level to sit down and have a conversation with God. Go check it out. Pre-order the book. It's www.twochairsbook.com. And that's the number two, twochairsbook.com. Bob, are you still there with us? I am, yes. You are so incredible. I mean, you're you're CEO of Eastman and Bodine. You're a motivational speaker. You're out there. You have your other book, The Power of Who, which you got to come on my show before and talk about. And I really think that you are making such a, a huge impact in this world. So thank you from the bottom of my heart for doing what you're doing and being an inspiration to others. I, I really think that God is working with you in so many ways to help inspire other people. And I think you're a living, walking example of what he can do in his power so thank you so much for for doing what you're doing and being on my show today once again thanks so much absolutely so really there's this when you talk about your book there's this paragraph that you write and it says at one time or another we all have troubles life will be crazy painful messy and suddenly tragic oftentimes we don't cause it and sometimes we do regardless of how it arrives it is essential to be prepared and then you ask the three vital questions which your mom asked you which is does god know your situation is it too hard for him to handle and does he have a good plan for you and those questions really really spark something so incredible and really make us sit down and think. But to have these two chairs is so incredible. But as you said, life can be crazy and painful and messy and suddenly tragic. All these things, life can be very, very difficult at times. And to say that we all go through struggles, I think is a, a very thing that we can all relate to. It's very common to say that we all go through struggles in our own life and we can all relate to going through those difficult times. But I think something that happens a lot, Bob, and I want to, I want to get your opinion on this because I think something that happens a lot in our life is when something tragic happens and we don't see the results we want, or we're so quick to, uh, you know, think that this is the worst thing that's going to happen in our life. And we don't see God that he's giving us uh, the happiness that we need right away, or we, we just, we're so quick to blame God always. We're always so quick to say, why aren't you fixing this? Why aren't you making this better? And I think it comes back to having that conversation with God in those two chairs. So why do you feel as a society, we are so quick to blame God? Why is that always the first thing on our mind is to blame God for the tragedy and the situation that we're in? So we have, uh, we have, we have, this victim mentality sometimes that we have because we're so surprised by trouble. Um, you know, throughout history, military and and sports have so showcased the facet that an offensive coordinator, a defensive coordinator, uh, a, a basketball coach is trying to come in and right off the bat surprise you. He's going to throw a long bomb. He's going to take something and do something quick, and they're going to come in and dunk. And all of a sudden, bam. The goal of your enemy here, okay, uh, is that you have an enemy that speaks into your ear all the time. I tell people, because you were talking a little bit, is how do you hear the voice? Well, you're hearing the voice, you know, the self-talk mechanism in your ear that says, oh, this is a problem. Now I'm not going to do this. this. I just heard this, this everything. This is always bad. But also, if, if your mom called you on the phone and said, hey, hon, what are you doing? Do you say to your mom, who is this on the telephone? No. You, say, you know what your mom, why? You know her voice. Well, 
hear this, hear this deep in your soul. God said, my sheep know my voice. You're never going to miss his voice. He's always doing it. He's waiting to talk at these two chairs. Now listen, every epic movie, every huge comeback story has one thing in common. Trouble! Your situation of trouble that you have isn't always as bad. Every problem is an opportunity in disguise. God, the first question that you have when trouble comes is you got two choices. You're going to go through a system that's the world system, or you're going to go through what is God's system. And the first facet of this is in my book is I'm going to show you seven steps to go through in times of trouble. Why? Because we have so much trouble. In this world, you have trouble. How much? It's just never-ending. And so the problem is, is that what we've always loved about sports and military is the person who who is peaceful in the midst of that trouble, who seems to have vision and direction, and doesn't their facial expression isn't changed when all of a sudden someone said, hey, you have prostate cancer, or someone says you have breast cancer, someone says, hey, your son's in trouble, and they just picked him up, and they're at the the police office, you know, know, and so you stop and go, hmm, the first thing you want to do, too, is what? Run to your two chairs. Hmm. You know, sometimes I have such a relationship now having spent time with God. We just, you hit it on the head, Cassandra, is we don't talk to our friends, so when we get into trouble, we only talk to them a little bit. We don't really know them, so are we going to call them? No. Hmm. It's the old George Bailey, and it's a wonderful life. We call Mr. Potter the evil Mr. Potter. We call anyone but them. And worse, why and when tough things happen to us, to the last person we want to talk to is ask any good questions with God. Hmm. Because he might be mad at us. Listen, first question that I do when sometimes I'm in trouble and things go wrong, I come in to sit down with him for coffee and thank him for being there and telling him how much I love him. And then I say, you know? <laughs> <laughs> You know about this? <laughs> and he gives me the tone. Yes, I do. Mm. And I go, is this too hard for you? And he goes, you know better. Hmm. And I go, have you got a plan? Yes. What is it? He says, today, I'm going to give you just enough for today. My question is, you have to put your whole life. Do you know that the whole aspect of in when I take you through this book is two chairs is our step one. Two, he gave you people to call a friend because we can't do this alone. And we got to get up to higher ground, third, to, you know, to see the field, to get an elevated perspective of that this really isn't about me. This whole problem sometimes involves a lot of people around you mm-hmm. and that your response to the fact that you've got something going wrong and how you're handling it is a light to them, that you're going to be the difference maker. And then he's got some changes that will be good. I have a chapter. It's kind of like a, you know, a, a, a change will do you good, but we just see change as negative. And then once you do that, understand you're ramping up this whole second. You got the enemy doesn't like that. He's and he's. You're going to need to be strong and courageous. And then order your eyes forward. And he's going to talk about doing the done. Hmm. If we believe our faith, Cassandra, yeah. that that we died and that Christ now lives in us. The, the, the line of the Bible is we're seated in heavenly places with him. Seated, what? Two chairs. Our whole faith is that the disciples turned to Jesus and said, how do we pray? What do we do? And he said, our Father who art in heaven, hallowed be thy name. Thy kingdom come, thy will be done. Where? On earth as it is in heaven. Two chairs. 
He wants to come down and tabernacle with us. He's got things to tell us. Why? Because our days are too much trouble. When you have facing something that looks so overwhelming, it's not overwhelming to him. And if all of a sudden you're in a situation and it's so hard and it looks bad, you know, the question I have is if, if, if it's not too hard for God to handle, and you know that and you believe that, that nothing's, nothing's impossible for God, then why are we worried? Worried? Right. Why are we why are we anxious? Right. Why are we bothered? And you know why? Cuz how you start your day matters. The secret that changes everything is what that you and I can know God, the creator of the world, the triune God. We can know him before we get there. That when you walk in in the cloud of witnesses running down the streets of gold where people are cheering and they're so excited as you head to the pearly front gate and everyone's screaming and the music and the sounds and the smells and how good your body feels, all the pain and arthritis and all the things that have so hindered you, they're all gone. And then you hear him say, Cassandra, I'm right over here. (laughs) And you know, and I know, how do we get that? Well, we do it one day at a time. The whole facet is is that you're not too late, you're not too young, you're not too old, you're not too whatever to what to do this. You know, we this is the greatest witnessing tool of all. There's so many people that have that they're just not going to church. They don't have any relationships. They're in Iran in a house. They're in some place at some point. God can move where in two chairs. He can come straight down to 7 billion people at the same time and do morning. When? 5.30 in the morning. Meet me. Talk to me before the day starts. Let me share with you some things about what you have to do. But my mom and I said to my mom, so when I do my seven things and I'm finished and I'm doing these seven things, what do I do when the day ends and I haven't, like, solved anything? And my mom looked at me and said, Cassandra, See you tomorrow, same place, same time. (laughs) I love that. (laughs) That's so, so perfect and so right on. And I think that's something that we can all practice, Bob, and and really, you know, keep in keep in our head and and remind ourselves of that. And and that God is there, and God will will be there for you and, and listen to you and understand you. But I think at some point we have to, you know, let go and let God and and know that He has this plan for us. He has this good plan. It's not too hard for him to handle. And he knows our situation that he's there for us. And I I think once we sit down and and really let him take control and and let him show us the way, that's when doors start to open up. That's when, uh, you know, people come into our life that he needs us to be there and he needs them to be there. I I really think that that's how it starts. But I think the the, really the main question I want to ask you and what everyone wants to know is how do we start this conversation? How do we really sit down? And I mean, what do you say? What do you do? How do you have this conversation with God where you can hear him and and talk to him and have this this open conversation and be able to speak to our Lord? That's such a great question. I had a, in fact, let me go to the hardest case. So I had someone in the office the other day and He's out of a job, and in his, the person above him, a coach, had, changed, had really kind of done some things wrong. And so he's looking at his career and saying, I'm done. I'm, I don't know how I'm going to get a job. And he, I said to him, so I said, so you're sitting here across from me because I'm an executive recruiter, and you think I have all the answers, so it's the power of Bob. But I said, I'm going to ask you three questions. 
And so people ask me all the time, hey, this is the easiest thing in, in tools. What are you going to – I wasn't going to teach him right then the four spiritual laws, which are fantastic. The question I had to do was ask him three simple questions. And so I asked him, hey, does God know your situation? He said, well, you know, Bob, I don't know if I believe in God. Hmm. And I said, so how's that working for you? And he goes, well, not good. <laughs> and I said, if there's a 1% chance that God would meet you tomorrow at your apartment, a 1% chance, would you go? Well, absolutely. Hmm. And I said, so have you got chairs? He goes, what do you mean? I said, I don't care if they're like lawn chairs or chairs. You have two chairs. Sure. And I said, now listen, the power of the universe isn't furniture. It's who sits in them. So all I need you to have is faith to set up your chairs tonight. I said, send me a picture. Send me a picture. That would be the faith that I need you to have. That's it. I said, God himself will meet you tomorrow morning. He promised me that if I would do my part, that's all I had to do, was to get people to two chairs. The movement here is that all we have to do is set it up. Do we believe that God, if we ask people and tell them to go to their two chairs, that they got chairs? Hmm. You could have two rocks. You can have two bean bags. God will meet you there. The issue is, would you go? He said, yes, at 11.59. I had said to my wife, well, I guess he's not going to do it. At 11.59, he sent me his two pictures, his two-chair picture. The next morning, he called me on the phone and said, oh, my gosh, he was crying. I go, what? He said, I got my cup of coffee. Like you said, I turned the corner and I felt him. I started to walk in, and I said, what did he say? And he said, I'm so glad you're here. Hmm. And he said, I said, what did you say? And he said, I just started crying and said, I'm sorry. He, I felt him put his arm around me, and we moved to the two chairs. We sat and talked. You know, people today don't know what to say, and they ask me it all the time. What should I say to start? I said, try these men's of thought, these big things, like, Good morning. <laughs> Thank you for coming. <laughs> I love you. <laughs> I have lots of questions. I'm a mess. And then you get to talk for a minute. If you want to talk for two, let him talk for eight. Sit quietly today. In that morning, when you do this tomorrow at your two chairs, sit quietly. And then say to yourself, and listen to God. He's going to start talking. And... You know, I've never had anybody. You know, we know his voice. Now we know, is he going to talk to you audible? We don't have to. I mean, the enemy doesn't have to do that. The enemy's been telling you you're messed up. He ain't ever coming. You're nobody. You're nothing. You ain't going to get your dream. And you hear that every single day. You put a stop to that and then say, hey, so what do you think? And I will promise you that tomorrow it'll be life-changing. The answer, you know, the power of God, can you imagine how great God would feel tomorrow if everybody's at their two chairs seeking him first? So how you start your day, I mean, this is, this is something I've really been talking about for years. And, and, you know, the answer is he promises he'll come down to meet you. And when he does, you know, when he does, the answer is you get on your site and send me that picture of your two chairs. And I'm going to blow this out to the world. We're just going to blow this out. What? The power of us just with a picture. As you said, the picture of the cover of two simple chairs. <laughs> just looking at each other. The fact that one of the things I was so hurt, and I looked at God one day and I said, 
I'm so sorry that I haven't been at my two chairs for a while. Hmm. I said, what was I thinking? And he goes, he says, you're here. I'm so excited you're here. Let's talk. Hmm. And so we just serve a God who's just so amazing, so forgiving. He forgets. He forgives. He loves. He wants you to come to him. He wants you to sit and talk to you. And so get ready. He's got some questions for you. (laughs) You'll never be the same. (laughs) I love that so much. And being able to really hear, hear, you know, the different stories and and, and the experiences that people have gone through. I I think really even just for people, even like that man who who didn't know if he believed in God, just being able to sit down and have that conversation or even just give it that chance, that chance in, in putting yourself out there, I think really is a, is a beautiful way for us to stay connected with our, our Lord. Lord and, and be able to talk to him on a on a day-to-day basis. Now you have this incredible book that we've been talking about, which is The Two Chairs. And these two chairs are so incredible and what it represents is so incredible. And, and, and I love that this has come to light. And I love that this is a book for you really quickly. Why do you feel that you you would want people to pick up this book and read this book? So, I mean, so we have so many people that we have. First off, we're all in trouble. And if you're not in trouble, you will be. Okay? Yeah. <laughs> so, right. You know, it's finances. <laughs> it's relational. Your mom's sick. Your dad's sick. Right. Your your husband's got lost a job. You are doing a job. 80% of the country don't, you know, believe, you know, are not using their number one talent. We've got trouble everywhere. And so we're not just like on the path. One of the things that I found that's so amazing, having done the job is that, a, you know, in sports and entertainment, is that I found that the greatest people have three things that they have, that they all have in common. The first is that they believe they have an assignment, a purpose, and a destiny. Mm-hmm. Now, listen, everybody who's listening today believes that, otherwise, they wouldn't be listening into you because that's <laughs> what you preach all the time. Mm-hmm. Number two is that one person crossed their path at one point in their life and believed in them and told them, okay, that in this thing, they elevated their perspective and said, you can get that. Mm-hmm. And then third is they did something that I'm asking you to do. They actually activated it. So there's something today that's always been hindering people, and that is that this aspect of sitting with God. The reason you have to have two chairs is and instead of just something, hey, I'm going to go do every Sunday or every Easter or some time or a right. conference. The reason you want to do this is the physicality of seated, just like seated in heavenly places, the physicality that you could tabernacle and that just like the tent of old, that God would come down, the throne room would come into your place. He will. Right. And that it's, it takes faith. But without faith, of course, it's impossible to please God, right? Right. And he wants to see it. Would you have faith to come? Would you come? Can I challenge people today on your show to do a 30-day two-chair challenge? <laughs> so if I explain this well, if you were, if the CEO of your company or anybody that you thought was the most impressive person in the world, and there was a glass room and you sat in there, and everyone you know walked by that first thing in the morning and saw you, their perspective of you sitting with that person that's the most famous or the CEO or the biggest person you could possibly think of, they're elevated their perspective of you. And then slowly over 30 days, you get to know 
that person. I mean, getting to know that person and sitting down and having that conversation is just like texting your friend every day. I mean, it's just like it's texting your friend every day and you'd want to check in with your friend and say, how are you doing? How's life? And you want to be able to have that conversation with God too and be able to do that. And I think that your book is truly amazing. Bob, thanks so much for being on the show today and, and being here. I really, truly appreciate it. Where can we get your book really quickly? Go to two chairs, okay, book.com. And I'm all over social media, so you can find Bob Bodine, B-E-A-U-D-I-N-E. You can find me all over social media. Go to Amazon, go to, you know, .com right now, and then pre-order it. Why? Because this individually is making a statement which is going to move this in such a way that all of a sudden we're going to get everybody to do this. Absolutely. Let's do it. Let's make a movement. Awesome, Bob. (laughs) Thanks so much once again for being on the show today. I truly appreciate you, and I am so happy that you were able to be on today. Thank you so much, Bob. And I look forward to seeing what you're doing in the future. I really appreciate it. Thank you, Cassandra. You're a light. Oh, thank you, Bob. I appreciate it. We have Jacob Salem calling in to pray us out. Pray us out. A short prayer, my friend. We only have a little bit of time, about 30 seconds. Jacob, are you there? Okay. Yep. All right. Father God, we just thank you so much for what Bob is out there doing, for what Cassandra is out there doing, for the ability to have two chairs to spend with you, Lord. I pray that all that have heard this message would take it, receive it, and use it, Lord, that you really are guiding, using, and equipping us to be, do, and have more than we thought possible. But first and foremost, Lord, we need to keep you first. We need to spend that time with you. We need to really diligently seek after you so you can communicate with us and guide us, Lord. We love you so much. We are so grateful for your son, Jesus, and it's in his name that I pray. Amen. Oh, amen, Jacob. Thanks so much for always praying out my show and and ending it so beautifully. Uh, You're so incredible. And thanks so much for, for, you know, having that relationship with God, another person living their life truly with the message of God and walking in in God's word, truly a true example of that. So thanks so much, Jacob. I appreciate it. And I want to huge thank you to Terrence today for being my producer and running my show so beautifully, so flawlessly, so incredible. And guys, Set up your two chairs tonight. Let's do it. I'm going to post my picture. I'm going to post my movement. I'm going to get out there. I'm going to try my 30-day challenge. I'm going to get out there and set up my two chairs because I I want to have a better relationship with God too. This is my show and I'm living my life for Christ. But I also want, you know, I'm not perfect either. I want to have a stronger relationship with God. And I think all of us want to have that relationship with God and, and be able to hear his voice and hear his plan for us because God truly does have this wonderful, plan for your life. He knows what's in your heart. He he knows the song in your heart and can sing it back to you word for word. Truly, he created you and knows what who you are and what you are as an, an, an individual. So being able to sit down and set up these two chairs and have that conversation with God is something I want to live my life by. And I hope you live your life by as well. Remember, love God, love people and impact the world for Christ. We'll see you next week. Thank you for tuning in to Behind the Mask with Cassandra Perkins. To reach Cassandra or to learn more about her ministry and work, visit CassandraPerkinsRadio.com or look her up on Facebook. With the Lucky Land Slots, you can get lucky just about anywhere. This is your captain speaking. Uh, We've got clear runway and the weather's fine, but we're just going to circle up here a while and uh, get lucky. No, no, nothing like that. It's just these cash prizes add up quick. So I suggest you sit back, keep your tray table upright, and start getting lucky. 
Play for free at LuckyLandSlots.com. Are you feeling lucky? No purchase necessary. Void where prohibited by law. 18 plus terms and conditions apply. See website for details.